Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Cardano podcast. I'm Ryan Morrison, your host, and today we'll be talking about uh, the Mary Hard Fork. Um, I had a conversation with Elliot Hill. Uh, he works at the Cardano Foundation. as the, He's the communications and engagement manager. Uh, there he wrote a very good piece uh, explaining what the hard fork, uh, what the Mary hard fork means. So um, we discuss uh, that uh, in, in detail and what are the next steps uh, uh, as well for uh, for Cardano in the next uh, months and uh, and quarters. Now, before we start with the interview, um, if you'd like to support the Cardano podcast, uh, uh, remember that you can check out our, our proposal on Fan4. Uh, it's called Cardano Podcast Interviews with Teams, um, with the teams behind the uh, the different proposals. Um, and you can just uh, feel free to give us uh, some kudos or some uh, feedback uh, uh, as well as uh, there and comments. And later on, of course, vote for uh, our proposal so we can continue with this series of interviews um, on the Cardano podcast all right now let's go and uh, let's listen to the conversation i had with elliot about the cardano ecosystem and specifically about the mary hartford hi everyone and as promised i'm here with uh, elliot from the cardano foundation um and hi elliot and, and welcome to the cardano podcast hi ryan it's great to be here thank you and um thanks for taking the time to uh, discuss the uh, uh Cardano uh, with us uh, and we as I mentioned uh, previously in the on the introduction uh, we'll be talking today um, about the um, uh, Mary hard fork I'm sure you all guys uh, um, have heard about it and then maybe you have a lot of uh, questions so Elliot wrote a very good uh, article uh, uh, about it and we'll dive uh, we'll dive uh, deeper on that but before we start, uh, uh, if you can give us a bit of an introduction of yourself, uh, Elliot, and then we just jump more into Cardano uh, uh, itself. Absolutely, yeah. So um, my name's Elliot. You all know that. Um, I'm a communications and engagement manager at the Cardano Foundation. Uh, so I joined the foundation last July, um, around the time, actually, of the Shelley hard fork, um, which was a period of, of intense change. Um, and I don't think we've stopped since. So um, the engineers at IOHK have been really busy um, and we've all had a lot on our plates and it's been a great few months since I joined the foundation. Um, so I'm based in the UK and Wales um, and I'm one of two foundation staff at the moment that's based in the UK. Um, so yeah, it's uh, the Merry Hard Fork is it's like um, one of the, the biggest things I would say to happen to the to the blockchain in the last few months. So I'm really excited to talk about it and be here today. Interesting. Um, yeah, and, and what I think also it's very interesting is that you have this uh, the background of having been before. As I, I was reading in an article in the in the forum, uh, uh, Cardano ambassador also. So you have mm -hmm. that, that uh, knowledge previously uh, of the the role that you you have now. Yeah, so I was um, nominated as an ambassador by, um, you know, like a virtual friend, uh, a colleague, uh, you know, in the blockchain space, um, who was kind enough uh, to nominate me. His name was George. Um, but unfortunately, because of like other commitments, I worked um, elsewhere in the blockchain space with a few other companies doing uh, content management and communications. 
I didn't have that much time to dedicate to the to the ambassador program. Um, but I've been involved and, you know, in the community of Cardano since it launched in 2017. Um, so I really, really wanted to give back and work within the Cardano community. Um, so when a role opened, it was perfect. Um, I'm really, really glad to say that um, I can contribute to the Cardano ecosystem formally. Cool. Um, now that um, we were talking about the Cardano ecosystem and also the, the, the latest uh, developments in, in the Cardano ecosystem, um, one of the, the most important or the latest ones has been the, the, the um, Mary Hartford. Uh, I'm sure you, um, uh, that our viewers and, and listeners uh, have already read or heard something about it, but many that uh, don't um, haven't really um, read much about it and they don't really know what this is. So maybe we can cover that. Um, so to start, what is uh, the Mary uh, hard, work, hard Fork and why is it so important for the Cardano uh, uh, blockchain? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been hard to miss. So uh, I hope that everyone's had a chance to familiarize themselves a little bit with, with what Mary means for Cardano. Um, so it was named, maybe a bit of background first about um, the naming conventions and why, um, you know, like the engineers at IOHK maybe decided to call it Mary. So um, it was named after Mary uh, Wollstonecraft Shelley, who was the author of Frankenstein. Um, so she could be considered perhaps one of the first sci-fi um, original authors, um, which was quite impressive for her, for her time. Um, and she was the wife of um, another figure in uh, the Cardano ecosystem. Um, and obviously that's what the Shelley hard fork was named after in the Shelley era. Um, so the, hard, the Mary hard fork was facilitated by IOHK's hard fork combinator. Um, so quite often when we talk about hard forks in blockchain, um, they're often seen as disruptive events. Um, but what was most notable, I think, about the Mary hard fork was this smooth and orderly transition um, from Shelley into Mary. And it was one of the first times that we actually started seeing Gogoin era components live on chain. So um, it's been a real step forward for the Cardano blockchain. Cool. Um... Yeah, then um, so one of the interesting uh, features that this uh, brings is now the, the ability to, to create native tokens in the Cardano um, ecosystem. Um, and before we get into that, I think it's interesting also to um, point out what you just mentioned, that, it, that even though it's called a hard uh, fork, uh, is uh, maybe a lot of uh, uh, people that are listening to this uh, have heard in the past also other hard forks in other blockchains, uh, and that those uh, are like pretty big, and and, uh, and it sounds like a, a break of the, uh, the community as well. Uh, mm -hmm. In this case, of course, as you mentioned, it's... Uh, um, is different. Uh, of course, it's kind of an upgrade, right? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. So um, as I said, it's facilitated by the hard fork combinator, um, which sort of oversees the orderly transition from, from one live blockchain to the next. Um, so although big changes did go on behind the scenes, um, and I can tell you with certainty that our exchange and integrations team at the foundation were incredibly busy, uh, as were everyone at IOHK, Hopefully, 
the the average user and those who hold ADA, they shouldn't have noticed many differences other than maybe a few updates to Daedalus and Yoroi. Um, so there's no, there's been no major split in the uh, in the community. You know, it's just a, an orderly transition into a new and exciting time for uh, for Cardano. Um, so I think it took place. It was. Uh, 9.44, I think, on the 1st of March that it took place. Um, and I don't know whether anyone noticed. So hopefully it should have sailed by and all gone through smoothly. Um, and yeah, so now we can start proliferating native tokens on the Cardano mainnet. Yeah, that's uh, something uh, really cool. I think that we, we should um, also uh, discuss. So then maybe because we can start uh, with... Uh, what are uh, native tokens and why do we say they're native tokens in the Cardano network? Yeah, sure. So this is a really interesting feature of Cardano and perhaps um, we could preface this with talking about what it looks like on some other chains. So um, with Ethereum tokens, for example, um, to write the actual token logic, you need a smart contract. Um, so ERC-20 tokens, they require smart contracts to program token functions. So you have things like uh, vesting and, um, you know, uh, policies around how they can be used um, and their distribution. Whereas on Cardano, we call them native tokens because they actually use the underlying logic of the Cardano blockchain. So there's not a great amount of user specified uh, smart co like code required to write a, um, a token. Instead, we use something called the minting policy. So the minting policy is a few user defined um, features of the token. So like burn rate, uh, distribution, whether any of the tokens are vested or not. Um, so the main thing to take away and why we call them native is that they use the underlying Cardano blockchain as their token logic. And this makes them a lot more robust and secure because there's very little, uh, you know, custom code to exploit. So we've seen on some other chains um, and it's not just limited to one chain. There's, it's happened across a few blockchains that um, some very clever people find smart contract exploits in tokens. And um, a lot of on-chain value has been lost through these exploits. Um, and hopefully on Cardano, because we limit that custom code that's deployed in the first place, we limit the amount of human error that can go alongside a token. Um, and that's why they're called native. And it's also why they're called custom tokens and they're user defined. So they're minted on the Cardano blockchain using the underlying token logic, the same as ADA. Great. So if, if you mint a, a token now, you can use the underlying uh, technology uh, and you don't need smart contracts. Uh, so then you can either, uh, also um, save or like minimize risks and, and, and I guess also uh, save in, uh, uh, in money that uh, you would have to spend in auditing the smart contract if you don't want it to, to get uh, hacked. And if, and it could still happen in that case. So it's great that in the Cardano case, you don't need uh, those uh, uh, smart contracts. Um, so um, 
Sorry, I would just say that um, I wouldn't say that smart contracts aren't important. So smart contracts is still going to be a, a huge part of the Cardano ecosystem, especially through the Marlowe DSL. So we've got the dis- domain specific language for financial smart contracts. Um, but again, they're going to be a lot easier to write and deploy because we have a visual programming language environment for those as well. And also um, we'll have the Plutus Playground and the Plutus smart contracts. Obviously they're written and and, um, implemented in Haskell. So they're a lot more secure as well. So everything we do is focused on minimizing risk and formal verification. Uh, But for native tokens, yeah, sure. We don't need a smart contract to launch a token on top of Cardano. Got it. And then, so that does that mean that anybody could uh, um, create their own token? Yeah. So essentially, I mean, at the moment, the token minting process um, is done through the Cardano CLI, so the command line interface. Um, so at the moment, you do need a little bit of technical knowledge to, to launch a token. Um, and you'll also have to have access to our docs, which obviously is public, um, and you can download the Cardano node. And if you have the expertise, by all means, mint the token. There's already been, uh, I think, 1,500 tokens minted on our mm. test net and over 600 tokens on the main net live already. There's some really interesting names. People have come up with um, all sorts of coins. There's Nutcoin, our, um, one of our staff members, one of our team members, um has melcoin so he's in our exchange and integrations team he's minted his own uh token mainly for testing purposes but um it's really interesting to see what's been built already um and to say that it was 12 days ago that this became a feature that we already have over 600 tokens on the main net um it's you know almost faster than state pools proliferated following shelly so yeah Go ahead, and if if you have the expertise, then please, by all means, experiment and make make your own token. Great. Um, yeah, for all the listeners and, and, and viewers of the, the Cardano podcast, if you want to um, um, learn more about it or, or learn how to um, the, create your own tokens, I'll leave uh, in the description of the, the video uh, the links to the documentation and, and, and everything you need to know to, to do it. Um, And now, uh, then maybe we also we can discuss what are the uh, the next steps for for um, Cardano now that had that that uh, has happened. It's great to see that uh, that uh, is going uh, is growing so rapidly. People that are, are minting uh, tokens um, even faster, as you said, than than the stake pool operators. I think we have something around 2,000 stake pool operators, a bit more maybe at the moment. Uh, Almost, I think. Yeah. So I think we've got. Uh, You know, last time I checked, it was over 1,600. Um, I'm sure it's probably more than that now. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll get to the point where we have so many tokens and so many smart contract, uh, so many state pool operators that, um, you know, it'll be, it will be hard to keep track of. You know, there's other blockchains where um, we've got, so many you know projects building on it that uh, i think no one could really say with certainty all the projects that are springing up every day um and you know i'm certain that in time that will that will happen to the cardano ecosystem as well yeah that's what i think it makes it so interesting because that com- uh, the ability to create your own tokens and play around with it 
uh, whether it's in the testnet or even in the mainnet, plus you know, what's happening on, on Project Catalyst, that uh, you have all these new projects being also uh, funded by the community itself. Um, it's really great to see how everything is uh, um, falling into, in, into space and then to see how it's, everything is growing, also building, not just... Uh, um, mm -hmm and building and creating tokens and building uh, applications also and and well and even more than applications also that are, there are many proposals on on uh, on catalyst about uh, local um, community uh, cardano centers as well um, mm -hmm. yeah. so it's it's not also only for for technical um, users of their communities space for, for everyone to to um, um, throw an idea and, and also work on on that um sorry carry on i was just gonna say we could probably uh record a whole other session about yeah. catalyst and maybe i'm not the person to to talk to about that so obviously it's been led by door in iohk um and he's just done and, and loads of people at iohk and the foundation done loads of fantastic work on catalyst and it's really great to see how many ideas uh, are coming through on there. Um, so I know I've registered to vote with with my ADA and, um, you know, I've been involved in like uh, voting on some proposals there and just the depth of the community proposals. Um, they're really, really impressive. And you touched a little on the, um, the local community centers. So that's a, um, a Cardano Foundation challenge. And what we want to achieve with that is local centers of excellence really where people can learn about cardano where they can uh, exchange ideas and really start building so we want to take it out of uh, hubs of of interest which are great you know for for meetups and that sort of thing but we want to have centers where people can actually build collaborate and maybe they can meet like-minded individuals and start uh, building applications on cardano because we're ready and we just need people to to start building now and um working with each other um and we've got such a powerful community that we need to start thinking about how we mobilize this community to build on cardano yeah that would be great to start uh, seeing it in the in the coming uh quarters and and, and months uh, also this this local community uh centers that um Maybe now that we are reaching the the end of um, of the, our conversation, maybe we can discuss of um, a bit of a what's what's next for for Cardano. We don't need to get into the the details, but more um, what's coming. What well, we, we know that uh, um, smart contracts uh, will be um, the next thing also in their in their roadmap. But maybe we can discuss uh, a little bit about that and, and go. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Gogan is a process and um, just like the Shelley rollout was, was gradual, we've got Gogan components coming online um, and, you know, rolling out on the main net uh, every month. Um, so even before the Merry Hard Fork, we had the release of, of uh, token lock-in features and capabilities. Now we've got native tokens. Next is going to be, as you say, smart contracts through the mainly through the through plutus uh, and the plutus playground um but we've also got the kvm which is an ethereum virtual machine uh formalized in the k framework um and we've also got the marlow um 
DSL and the Marlowe playground. For me, I think Marlowe is a really exciting feature because um, it's built for, sm for smart contracts, but um, specifically for ones that are financially based. And one of the most uh, exciting features about Marlowe is that it will be usable by subject matter experts rather than pure developers. So for instance, um, someone who's an expert in the field in finance could go into the Marlowe playground um, and use Blockly, which is a visual program and a little programming language, um, a little like um, MIT Scratch software. So where you can build simple games um, and you can drag and drop sections of code to build out a smart contract. So basically this empowers users who aren't developers and they aren't technically minded to still launch a descriptive smart contract on the Cardano blockchain. Um, and the utility and the usability that we think like this will empower, um, you know, it has real potential to, to break into industries who have maybe not got involved in blockchain because it's a little too technical. Well, now they'll be able to deploy a smart contract on a blockchain without having to learn loads of code in between. Um, so for me, I think Marlowe is a really exciting feature. Some other things that we're working on. So obviously we've got this large ecosystem of tokens now. Uh, we need to look at ways that we can manage them and uh, formal frameworks um, to basically legitimize some projects. So if they want to um, become like a part of, uh, you know, a, legit, a legitimate consortium of project, projects building on Cardano, we can do that and facilitate that. Um, and now part of the Cardano Foundation's work is learning how to, to um, empower uh, and, you know, push power to the edges of this huge community and how we can work towards truly decentralized governance. So I think there's a lot going on and it's not just Gogoing components that are rolling out now. So Project Catalyst is um, it's really part of the Voltaire era. Um, so we've got all these components being developed in parallel um, and they'll continue that way and we'll continue evolving. Um, so who knows when Gogo will end and one, one era will begin. Instead, they're all being uh, developed in synergy. And I think that's that's even more exciting, I would say. Yeah, definitely exciting times uh, to to come. Um, now that you, uh, one thing about uh, uh, Marlo, I'll leave also then the, the link in the description. So for uh, all the listeners that want to go and 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 play around with and on the with the Marlo playground, and you can just build a, a, a start with a simple smart contract. Maybe you can build a, a, an escrow. Um, um, smart contract um and and you can already start uh with that um um well that it's really interesting to see that all the things that are happening and as you you said uh, Elliot, it's not that um and this is something that maybe sometimes is a misconception that when uh, something is finished and then the next thing starts a lot of things that ha are happening in in parallel yeah. um so uh it's not just that uh, the next thing is uh, Gogan. At the same time, there are a lot of things, uh, like you mentioned, that are happening. Um, well, um, with that, I'd like to thank you very much for uh, taking the the time to discuss uh, um, the Mary Hard Fork and then what's coming you know, in the in the next uh, months and, and and quarters with the uh, Cardano podcast. Uh, so, thanks very much, uh, Elliot, for your time.
Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, Ryan. And um, thanks, everyone, uh, as well to all the listeners and, and, and viewers of the Cardano podcast. We'll be um, uh, later next week as well with a new interviews, uh, probably with some teams uh, uh, that are uh, the, the teams behind some of the, the proposals on, on Catalyst. Um, and with that said, I'd like to uh, thank uh, everyone. Thank you, Elliot, and thank uh, to the listeners. And I'll see you in the next uh, episode. Cheers. Bye.